Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hello there and welcome to this episode of Space for Magic. I am your host, Patty, and today we're going to talk about a fun topic. Well, at least I think it's fun. And that topic is the type of psychic gifts, the type of intuitive gifts that are in the world available to for each of us to tap into. Most of the people that I know talk about them, talk about them in terms of the Claire's clairvoyance is one of them. And then I'm going to get into each of the types. Before I drop into describing each of them and and how to tap into them, I do want to say that I find most people would like to have some type of psychic ability. It's almost like it's that superpower. You see this question go around on social media all the time. You know, if you were going to have a superpower, which would it be? You know, be invisible, be able to fly, strength. And I think you know, similar to the way that there are certain superpowers that more people want than others, <laughs> there is that belief system that that some of the intuitive gifts that are out there are better than others or are more desirable. And it's actually that that disconnect between wanting it to be one way and it being a different way that I think is the big reason why most people block their intuitive gifts. And I truly believe Every single one of us has intuitive gifts. And when I mean intuitive gifts, I mean the ability to know things or hear things, see things, to have access to information that your five senses don't provide for you. And the reason that I can say that is I spent a significant part of my life having absolutely no access to my own gifts. And if you go way, way, way back to episode 59, I share the story of how I came to know my intuitive gifts, how they came to be unlocked. And, you know, it was a fairly black and white process. I mean, it wasn't like a single moment in time, but it was definitely a single period of time for about a month where, you know, I hadn't really had access to these gifts and suddenly they just started opening up like crazy. I was out in the middle of a desert at a retreat. And I don't think that the desert was necessarily the reason that I was able to open up to those gifts. So don't think you have to make your way out to a desert to unlock your own gifts. What happened was I was in community with people who were very much of this mindset that these gifts existed. And I think just being around people who believed in them made it safe for my brain to sort of free the blocks I had to those gifts. And I think that's really what happens is that our brain acts as this, almost this guard at the door of processing those gifts, of using those gifts, because, you know, our brain doesn't like to trust things that it can't, you know, see and touch and, and that don't exist in its reality, the, the 3D reality of the earth plane. So, um, because it wants only to know things that are really provable, it wants us only believing things that are provable it really blocks a lot of the magic 
um, available to us, including our intuitive gifts. So if you are desiring to have stronger intuitive gifts or have access to your intuitive gifts at all, I hope what I share today will help you unlock access to them and and maybe grow them a bit. So I'm just going to run down what those gifts are. And uh, so running down what these gifts are, I'm going to point out which ones I think most people want and why, which will help you understand why you might be blocking other gifts. So the first gift, the most common gift that people know about is clairvoyance. This is the gift that allows you to see what isn't there, right? And so this one, I feel, is the biggest reason most of us don't access our intuitive gifts because we're looking for our gifts to look like clairvoyance. We want to be able to see things. We want to suddenly have visions for how something is going to happen or be able to predict the future or see where someone is. That ability to see has been so blown up as valuable in our society that our brain just naturally leans toward wanting more of it. And when I work in groups, especially when we work in the receiving school on this, always when we get underneath why someone might not be accessing their gifts, it's because they're waiting for this one to appear, the clairvoyance. The clairvoyance is what's going to help them believe in their own intuition our own intuitive gifts. If you've ever seen the movie Ghost, you know, where Whoopi Goldberg can actually see Patrick Swayze. And that is, you know, a perfect example of how the media just really convinces us that this is the really important intuitive gift. This is the one that's real. The rest of them are, "Mm, we're not so sure. And then second to clairvoyance is clairaudience. That's the ability to hear things. Again, in the movie Ghost, there's a scene where Whoopi Goldberg you know, here's Patrick Swayze and she just jumps, right? We really want to feel the very substantial essence of our intuitive gifts. We think that if we heard something loud and clear in our ears, that it would be believable. And even for people who have clear audience, they might not understand it if they're expecting that the way that the voice is going to show up is going to be exactly like you know, a human voice where there's a sound wave because it's not it doesn't actually work like that even if you have access to clear audience it might not seem to be working the way you would think it would work and we'll go back to how to how to open up to these more and and really how these gifts do work in a moment but I'll get through the rest of the gifts so the next two are what I find are the most common gifts, especially in sensitive people. If you grew up and you just tended to feel what other people were feeling, one of these two gifts are probably your primary gift, and that is clairsentience. That's when you feel things that you don't necessarily have access to. Like you'll know that someone's feeling something without actually having a reason to know that. And claircognizance is being able to know something without having been given that information. So those I find are the two most common gifts. And then there's two more gifts that I rarely run into. And even when they do come, they don't seem to be primary gifts. They tend to be gifts that we interact with on an occasional basis. And I had to actually even look up what the names were. One is Claire Alliance and the other is Claire Gustance. And so that's 
the ability to smell things that aren't there or taste things that aren't there. And that, that I think happens when, you know, a loved one is really trying to let us know that they're close by. I also think those happen more in response to specific pieces of information that we need to get rather than them being a primary gift we're tapping into all the time. So I'm going to go back to, you know, Claire sentience and Claire cognizance because again, these are the ones that I feel are the most common gifts, but because they don't feel as spectacular or quote unquote real as what people think clairvoyance and clairaudience is going to feel like, they get kind of moved down low on the priority list of what people really want to access. And I will say that when my my own gifts start to open up, claircognizance was definitely my strongest gift. Although looking back on it, I you know always considered myself to be somewhat sensitive. So maybe the clairsentience was there, but it had just become such a regular part of my life that I didn't understand how to actually use the information I was giving or getting to make decisions. And that's really, for me, that's really the value of these gifts is they help you make decisions for yourself, right? It's not about knowing things about other people as much as knowing what you need to know to make decisions for yourself. And also to feel that this world is far more magical than what the muggly existence we're offered is. So with claircognizance, the way that this had happened for me, and this is, if you have access to this gift, this is likely how it's happening for you, is that you put a question to yourself or someone questions something and it causes you to open up to an answer. It could be as simple as, you know, I wonder who's going to be at the party, although we don't really go to too many parties these days, or I wonder what's wrong with that person, let's say, and then suddenly you just know. And the more you tap into this gift and the more you start to realize that this is an actual gift and not just you making up an answer, what you'll start to see is that there really was a time where you didn't have access to that answer, where really you didn't know. And this this was my very first kind of awareness that my gifts were opening. We were in this group. Um, this was a group of coaches or people who were getting ready to become coaches. We were in a certification process and we were out with you know, the person we were learning from, which was Martha Beck. And one of the student coaches who I had not met before, I didn't really have any interaction with her because at the time we had two classes that were in that desert retreat together. One was a daytime. We met during the day and another class met at night. And so this person was part of the nighttime class and I'd never met them or interacted with them. And she had two things going on. And one was a personal situation and then the other, like a personal challenge. And the other was a pain in her back. And all of a sudden I knew that the problem was her job. She was a principal. Uh, of a school. And I also knew that the reason she was staying with the job was to retain medical benefits that she needed for a family member. And then right after I knew that, and I suddenly owned that that was truth, and it wasn't just an answer I was making up, I saw, so I did have some of that clairvoyance, I saw her bag, her work bag hanging over her shoulder and the weight of it pulling her down, and that that was causing her back pain. 
And that was so startling for me to suddenly know these things about someone else. And really how you start to open up to these gifts. And to me, it's really the only way you can open up to them is you almost have to test them out. You have to just offer the information in a way that's appropriate to another person, or at least in a group of people who might have these gifts as well, to see if there's other people that agree with that, that maybe are getting the same message as you or the person that you have the message about, that they can confirm that what you knew is true. And so that's what had started to happen out for me out in that weekend retreat in the desert was I had people around me who could affirm that what I was getting was truth. That helped me trust in my gifts. But the key is it's the trust. The trust is what gets your brain to power down and stop blocking the information. And what I can also tell you is from a clairvoyance standpoint, which is not my strongest gift to this day, it's not the one I lean into. When you see something, you don't see it the same way you'd see a 3D picture. Although I've heard some people describe their own clairvoyance that way. I think the way I describe it is probably more likely the way most people have clairvoyance. And the way that I describe that is, If you were to hold out, if I was asking you to hold out your hand, and you can do this, hold out your hand and picture yourself holding an ice cream cone. So you're going to curl your hand around the ice cream cone that's really not there, but you're going to picture it there and really see that ice cream cone in your hand. The way you would see that ice cream cone in your hand is the way that I access clairvoyance. That's how things show up for me. The difference is it was your brain that just generated the image of that ice cream cone. And when I see things, they're suddenly there without me intending to see them. Something will just show up that I don't necessarily, I didn't call in. It'll just be there. And for me, this happens a lot when I'm on the phone with you know, clients or people from the receiving school or our mastermind where they're, they'll ask a question on how to overcome a particular challenge. And suddenly I'll see something, a book, a flower, an animal. And, you know, I give them that information and, and typically they understand what to do with it. And if they don't, I can usually access what it's trying to tell me. And again, that's the clear cognizance. Clairsentience, though, is the one that probably you have access to right now. And that's just where you feel answers. And because it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not accompanied by words or specifics, it's a little bit more, I think, untenable for people. But it's the most powerful gift because it's the one that moves the most quickly. And it actually requires the least amount of uh, discernment. And how this happens on a really simple level is you'll just feel the right answer. And this is especially powerful when you're making decisions for yourself. And so, you know, do I go on a date with a person? Do I take a job? Do I stay in? Is it safe to go out? You know, the safety issues that so many people are facing right now or feel like they're facing. And, you know, each of us have our own individualized right answers. The answers our brains are coming up with, but I'm saying the actual answer that's right for your specific body and soul. And if you can learn to trust clairsentience, which is that feeling state, what will happen is you'll start to feel your yes. Your yes is a warm, open, relaxed feeling. At least that's what it feels like in my body. And 
in other people's bodies, it might feel a little bit different, but generally those are sort of the feelings of yes. And then no is a more constrictive feeling, a tight feeling, burning feeling. Once you start to understand and trust those yeses and nos, what will happen is you can actually turn your feelings into words, meaning you'll start to feel the answer coming up through the center of your body. And although it's starting with feeling, that feeling can be translated into language if you trust the feeling. And so the feeling starts to come up through your body, through up through your throat, into your head. And, and when it greets your mind, it can translate for you what it's trying to say with bit more specific answers than yes or no. And so at this point, you may be wondering, okay, well, what's my gift? And I would say it's less important for you to know what your gift is right now if you don't have access to it as all at all as understanding you already know what your gift is. So don't try and figure it out. Just understand you already know. It's just trusting what you already know. And so as I've described these gifts, you know, the gift of sight, the gift of hearing, the gift of feeling, and the gift of knowing, what do you believe your gift is? This is something we spend a couple of weeks on in receiving school. And what I can tell you is the majority of people start off thinking they have no gifts or they're just not sure. And they finish within a week or two and they know exactly what gifts they have. They know how to listen to them. And now they understand that really their work is to release the resistance to those gifts. So obviously I can't do two weeks of training with you right here, but what I want you to understand, the key is to trust what you already know. That is actually what starts to allow you to access your intuitive gifts in a stronger way. And the reason I'm so confident in that as well is after my gifts started opening up, I was 35, 36. So it's been a while now. It's been close to, I'm going to be 50 this year. So it's been close to 15 years now. You know, at first it was like, you know, a little kid, a little baby learning how to walk. I was pretty wobbly. But as my gifts grew stronger, because I trusted them more, I was able to more fluidly talk to the other side of the veil. I could talk to my spirit guides. I can see them. I can talk to my loved ones. As you guys know, if you've been here for a while, I talked to my mom. I talked to my dad, both having crossed over. And a few years after my gifts started to open up, I asked one of my guides that have been with me my whole life. So we have spirit guides that have been with us our whole life. And they will be with us until the day we leave the planet. And then we have spirit guides that just join us to help us with certain things. Like I have a business, so I have business guides, but they weren't with me my whole life. They were, they joined me once I opened my business, right? But this was one of my spirit guides who have been with me since I was born. And I asked her, you know, why I didn't have access to these gifts when they had started to become so strong and they were so obvious to me now. And she told me that I... I chose this, that when I chose to incarnate on this planet, I chose to keep my gifts muted until I was 35, until I was in midlife. Because part of my mission on the planet was to bridge the understanding of how to access these gifts. And that I would be coming during a time where the planet would be opening up energetically. Because there was a time on this planet where access to gifts was limited. The people that had them had access to them were limited because the density and the vibration of this planet made it so that people couldn't have walked around the planet with these gifts 
with the vibration that the planet used to hold. It was a denser, lower vibration. Now we are in much higher vibration where, which is why everyone can access their gifts. And she said, I chose to be one of the people that could bridge people from one side, feeling like they didn't have their access to gifts to feeling like they did or knowing they did, I should say. And she said, I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not known what it's like to walk on the planet for a significant amount of time, make decisions, make life plans without any access to this information. So I can promise you, I know exactly what that feels like. And in fact, I chose to know what that feels like so that I can bridge this gap. And I know there's a lot of programs out there that are built to help you open up to your gifts. And those are beautiful things. And I, and I certainly don't question the validity of them. But what I will tell you is you don't need them. You know, just like any program can help you do something maybe faster or remove some roadblocks or enhance what you already know. The reality is the basics for accessing your intuitive gifts already exist within you. And the first is knowing, just knowing what your gift is and trusting that knowing and then trusting the gift itself, right? And it really just comes back to that trust and releasing that resistance. Now, just in the next couple of days, I'm going to be releasing, or I guess when this drops in two weeks, I will be starting a uh, new training series called Space for Magic, Make Space for Magic. And in it, I'm going to be talking about how, what are the mechanics of releasing resistance? Now, this resistance is the same resistance that blocks abundance. It's the resistance that blocks support. It blocks love and it blocks your gifts. So that's the thing that I want you to understand is resistance is resistance. And so when you want to tap into your intuitive gifts, you don't need to be doing some really hyper-focused exercises around your psychic gifts. You simply just need to learn how to trust in this magic that exists all around us. And I call it magic, but it's just this feeling that things are more sparkly, more interesting, more magical than what our human selves know to be true by what our brains can touch and feel. It's when we start to trust what actually is there that we can't touch, what we can't put our fingers on, what we can't see with our human eyes. When we start to trust some of that, that is when all the blocks go away. The blocks to intuition, the blocks to abundance, the blocks to love and support resistance is resistance. And so then receiving is receiving. And once you learn how to receive, all of these things open up, you know, money flows in, more support flows in, more intuitive information flows in. And this was the big takeaway that I gained after my dad died. This was, you know, I had spent that time after he died, opening up so that I could get information from him right? I was just staying in this non-resistant place really with one intention, which was just to hear from him and hear what he had to tell me on the other side of the veil. And then yet my business grew, the financial you know, situation of our family improved. I had more support, more love, more everything in my life that year. And when I look back, the only thing I had done different which just completely released my resistance. I didn't try and accomplish anything because I was grieving. I wasn't doing 
anything the way I had done it before in terms of efforting. And the less I efforted and the more I opened, all of this stuff got stronger. And so that's what I want for you. And that's what I want you to trust. So right now, I'm going to ask you a question. And I want you just for today to trust the answer. What is your strongest gift? Is it the gift of knowing? Is it the gift of feeling? Is it the gift of seeing? Or is it the gift of hearing? Right? Is it clairvoyance? Is it clairaudience? Is it claircognizance? Or is it clairsentience? Just for the next 24 hours, just spend time knowing that your gift. You don't have to do anything with it. Just spend time knowing that your gift and trusting it. And I promise things will get more magical. All right. So just keep watch. Um, when the next week's podcast drop, we'll tell you exactly where to access that new training that's coming out and certainly join our Facebook group where we're already having conversations on this very topic. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash space for magic where, and we'll also be announcing the new training right in that group starting later this week. So have fun, have fun knowing, you know, stuff you don't already know and that the world of intuition is about to open up for you. Cause I promise you it is. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.